you are watching the Hoop Central podcast right here on Spirit Live. it going everyone <laughs> welcome back to the hoop central podcast right here on spirit live it is none other than the beautiful voices that make your day and your week greater nikki Khan alongside malik meta morera m3 now the reason we laughed at the beginning is because we have an unusual setup this this uh <laughs> this episode um basically one of the mics in our studios is not being the most cooperative no. so I am in the interview room, as they would call it here, in the Allen Slate Institute. So me and Malik can see each other, but there is a barrier of a wall in glass. I'm, I'm saying hi from us. the other side. Of waving. Yeah. Like, hi. Hello from the other side. Oh, that harmony got me. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we held it for the same hey, time. Hopefully, no no copyright. Please, Miss Adele. Yeah. But anyways, this is not our music podcast, which it will be running very time soon. Oh, a little boy. shameless plug. Mm. But a lot has happened in the NBA. I feel like I said that all the time. But the NBA, as we mentioned, is the biggest reality show in the world. And when it comes to a reality show, there's a lot of stuff that happens. And Malik, how about we start off with a team that wasn't the hottest when we had our last episode. We were talking about the Portland Trailblazers, the Utah Jazz. But there is a team in the Eastern Conference that is one of the best teams in the NBA. And right now, the hottest team in the NBA. And they reside in Ohio. Cleveland! This is for you, Cleveland! How about them Cavs? How about them Cavs? And I always, before you even say your point of what you got to say about them, I have to remind everyone whenever I talk about the Cavaliers. Straight up. They are 8-1 and one on the year. Damn. And they have one loss. Who? I'm sorry. My my brain is kind of faltering, right? What, who is the, the team that they lost to? Well, I know there's one guy that dropped 30 yesterday. His name was Fred. He had a contribution to beating them in the regular season. There's Fred. There's Scotty. There's Coloco. Those guys sound there's familiar. Siakam, they sound familiar. What, team, what, team, what team are they all on? What team? Is and on OG, yeah. Who are they on? Is it the... That, uh, the... T-O-R is the the acronym they go by when I check the scoreboard. Tor. 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 So... The... The lead, no, it's the, the the Veloci- ah, the, the, the Velociraptors, the Toronto, Toronto Raptors. Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's the point I wanted to make. You continue saying what you got to say about the cast. <laughs> okay, okay, there, there's our there, there's our Toronto Raptors praise right there. Like you said, eight and one, second in the conference behind the undefeated Milwaukee Bucks without Middleton. That would be for another episode. My right goodness, now, man. We're praising Cleveland. Yeah, eight game winning streak. 4-0 at home, 4-1 away, 7-1 in the conference, and they're killing it. They're averaging 116 points per game versus their opposing team averaging 103 points per game. So they're really digging in defensively, and it's just an all-around great team. Donovan Mitchell is number three in the MVP ladder. Yeah. Nakeem, what do you think about Donovan Mitchell at the moment? Is this the best basketball of his career? Oh, no doubt about it. And I had some question marks going into this year, and I made them... 
apparent in our um, predictions on the league standings that we had in the Eastern Conference. I felt that this was an amazing trade by the Cavaliers, but I did feel like this was a trade not for the present, but for the future. You know, although Donovan Mitchell is a superstar caliber player, I wouldn't say he's a superstar. I'll say he's a really high level star. Yeah. But right now, the way he's playing, he's playing like a superstar. He's playing like one of the, I guess you could say, as of right now, Donovan Mitchell is a top 10 player in the NBA. Yes, the points are great. All that is amazing. He is averaging six and a half assists wow, per game. Wow, Donovan. I'm loving the Cleveland Cavaliers right now. Although I am someone who thinks the Raptors are a better team, and I still stand on that mountain, and people are going to call me crazy, <laughs> I got to give the flowers where the flowers are due, and the Cleveland Cavaliers have been amazing. Absolutely. Shout out to the Cavs and that whole organization. They are an amazing all-around team. And like you said, Donovan Mitchell finally has an all-around team that he could build around. Not that he didn't have that in Utah, but, you know, the little things matter. And sometimes a change of scenery is all that it takes for yeah. Donovan Mitchell and the yeah. Cavs. Well, let's just shine some land on all the other players. How about that night when they versus the Detroit Pistons and everybody was out? Who stepped up that night? Nakeem told me Kevin Love was going to step up that night. And guess what? He almost got a triple-double off the bench in only 23 minutes. So let's shine a light on that bench right now. It's an all-around bench. Sidney Osmond came out of the gates versus the Raptors. And I have to admit, he, was a, he stole the show off the bench that night, even though we won. My eyes were on him and... His shooting has definitely improved after a quiet season. Mm -hmm. He went four for six in that Detroit game, so he's given the green light to shoot. Absolutely, Karis LeVert has come in as that second playmaker as well. I eventually see them tra trading Isaac Okoro, I believe. I I would definitely uh, agree with you on that. I would say so. Um, he's a he, even though he's a starter caliber player, he hasn't really shown it, and there's not enough development in his game. So I think Karis LeVert has solidified his role as that starting three, and he can even play the one. And the two. So you have multi-dimensional players in the starting five as well. And they made, they made some like low-key signings. Raul Neto was a really good signing. He averaged what? I think in the last game for Detroit, he got 10-5-5 and five with two steals. He played very well in 24 minutes. And then you have like Lamar Stevens, yeah. Robin Lopez. You got, you got some really nice guys off the bench. And there's one conversation that we have to have. And that's about Evan Mobley. That's about mm -hmm. Evan Mobley. Yes, the team is doing well and the team's success. But individual player performance when it comes to Mobley... We could say a little bit of a disappointing disappointing start. It's only the start. Yeah. The one thing with Evan Mobley, and I'm going to take a quote out of Nick Nurse, head coach of the Toronto Raptors, mm -hmm. and I believe he said this last season with Scotty Barnes. I think someone asked him, why isn't Scotty getting more touches? And he said, Scotty's got to want to get more touches. He's got to be aggressive and demand for that ball. And as much as everyone knows the potential that someone like Scotty Barnes has, it's up to him individually to get himself in positions for his teammates to be able to provide him that ball. Exactly. I think the same philosophy and mindset applies with Evan Mobley in this situation. Yeah. Although right now in the pecking order, he is about the fourth option. I think you can argue yeah. uh, Donovan, then Darius, and then Levert, and now and then it's uh, Evan Mobley. Even I argue Jared Allen. You can even too. argue Jared Allen, yeah. and in certain instances, someone like Kevin Love might come ahead of him just because yeah. of the game itself. Yeah. But I think Evan Mobley needs to be more aggressive on offense, and that's when we're going to see the development. But I don't think that's the thing. I think everyone knew when Donovan Mitchell came that the opportunities for Mobley and the touches were going to decrease. Yeah, he's and the main guy, but he everyone, could be, M Mobley could be the glue guy. And the, Exactly, and this is where I was going to go with this because mm -hmm. even if he averages, I think, 13 points, maybe even 12 points in the lowest, 
I think everyone would have been okay with that. It's just we haven't seen what we expected him to be defensively. Facts. Patience. Patience. Gotta be patient with it. And Love has been patient. And there's also been a lot of other people have been patient. And when you be patient, your time will come. Your time will come. And it feels like right now we're witnessing that time for a lot of other different NBA players. Absolutely. And maybe by the time of February, we can look and say, wow, these guys really showed out. And that is why they're selected as an all-star. Going into our next topic, Malik, I think it's nice for us to talk about who we think are going to be those guys who are going to be the DeJounte Murrays, the... Uh, Darius Garland's the guys who make their the Jared Allen's who make their first time all-star I think LaMelo Ball made his first uh, all-star appearance last year as well he did so Fred Van Vliet so FVV who will be those players in your opinion that are going to make that first time all-star appearance well I got two particular ones that I have my eye on I believe are going to make their first all-star appearance okay if they're following the same play as they are this year but my first guy right now I have is Anthony Edwards. Ooh, nice one. Nice one. Minnesota Timberwolves are good, but he's still getting his opportunities and he's still getting better amidst that full starting five that they, they've uh, developed um, in the offseason. He's still getting his touches, averaging 23 points, shooting 47%, which is fairly good. He's struggling in the free throw a little bit with 66%, but averaging three three-point attempts per game five rebounds and four assists he's just an all-around great player and his personality on and off the court is just amazing he motivates guys um he allows his uh, he allows his players to get other touches as well he's very um selfless on the court and you know a couple highlight plays here and there and he's very vocal about how he wants to reach new heights and be an all-star and be an nba champion in the future and lead this minnesota timberwolves to new heights and a team like uh, new heights that they haven't reached before ever since kevin garnett days even kevin love days mm-hmm. so i think he's going to be that that guy in minnesota i think d'angelo russell has given him the keys currently Towns is there but he's given anthony edwards the keys to do his thing he is the personality he is the identity of this minnesota timberwolves team and that's why i say anthony edwards is my pick to be uh, it's going to be the first uh, he's gonna have his first all-star appearance this year in the 2023 all-star game i like that this team i think his all-star appearance revolves solely on the success of this team mm-hmm. right and as of now they're doing really good and if they somehow keep it up which i doubt they will but there's an a chance for that to happen i personally think that lowry marketing can be an all-star this season you know i'm smiling uh malik is smiling with the big showing the pearly whites lowry marketing has been one of the best players in the nba and i feel like if he continues playing at the rate that he is right now that he can be an all-star and i don't think i'm crazy in saying that he's averaging 21 basically 22 points per game if you look at his uh rebounding totals if you allow me to just get to it real quick. He's averaging about 9.3. Oh, I was looking at Tyrese Halliburton. My gosh. <laughs> and that, that's, that's I was like, too. He, he's, he's a candidate as well. He's averaging 9.4 rebounds a game, 2.7 assists. Nice. And he's doing this on 51% shooting from the field, round up to 52%. Wow. That is really, really good. Wow, 51%, and he's the primary ball handler. And he's taking about, 50, about 16 shots a game. Wow. And the one thing is, he's shooting 30% from three-point range, mm-hmm. but I know he's capable of shooting better than that. Much better. I think this just goes with the high usage that he has right now, so that's uh, forcing you know a few a few misses. Yeah. But 
He has been great. The Jazz, I believe, are seven and three. Wow. The, the, wait, the Jazz are seven. Let me correct and myself. Three. Actually, they're not seven and three. They're eight and three. Oh my God! They won. They beat the Clippers yesterday, didn't they? I think so. One hundred two. They oh they have the God. most wins in the Western Conference. The only thing is, they're the two seed behind the Suns, who are seven and two, that are only above them because of the higher win percentage mm-hmm. due to the less game. Yeah. The one less game, but um, the Jazz have been amazing. I think wow. Larry Markkinen will be an All Star if they if they continue within the top eight in the West. I think he's a lock for an all-star. Oh no, he's a, absolutely he's a lock. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off a ta- not, not a small not a big tangent. But I'm gonna say this: if this man is not an all-star this year, I'm gonna go crazy. I already know who it is based off that. He he put a little bit too much passion in that. You know, this I'm a, a personal I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna go crazy. He he deserved it right from the first game of the season. He's killing it. And I think we might have the same person: Shea Gilchrist Alexander. Already stamping it, he has to be an all-star. He has to be. It's a, it's it's a necessity. It's a need for the NBA this year for the fans. We need Shea to be all-star this year. So you have to get into the stats. He's averaging. He's shooting 54%. That is insane. He's man. averaging 31 points and 4.3 rebounds, almost six assists, a block, and two steals. 99% free throws too. All around amazing. This is his best season. The key. What do you have to say on Shea Gill just right now? Yeah, I gotta. I would also agree with you he is not my player but well i like that he i do think he's gonna be an all like i do think he's gonna be an all-star he has been phenomenal mm. phenomenal and if you look at the way he played last year you can even argue that he is putting himself in most improved player contention i don't think he'll win it but he could definitely be in there last year he averaged about 24 and a half points per game still really good and he was doing this on 45 percent shooting from the field he obviously filled up the stat sheet, getting about six assists, five rebounds. But if you look at this year, last year he was attempting about 18 shots a game. And this is what I like to see from a young player in their development, especially in a situation that he's in in Oklahoma City. Uh, I'll say this quick because I know I'm going on a bit tangent. I know. But in his rookie year with the Clippers, he averaged about about nine shots a game. Comes to the clip, comes to the Thunder, and that was the year they made the postseason with Chris Paul, Dort, and everyone. Dort and everybody. He he jumped up to about 14 and a half, right, as a secondary option. Then it's clear that the Thunder are starting to rebuild. He goes and starts shooting about two more shots from the year prior. Mm-hmm. Last season, he jumped that total to 18. So he went from 16 to 18 shots. And you're seeing it's increasing, right? Increasing every year. And now this year, he's shooting 21 shots a game, right? That's amazing. But he's making 11. He is on a great efficiency right now. And the one thing I got to say is, if you don't watch Shea Gilgis-Alexander, please, please, please. I know the Thunder aren't the best team out there. But go and watch how this guy plays. Because in isolation, I don't know much players who are better than him. And one thing I'll, I'll say quick, because he is not my player, but there's one person who is, one person left. Boom. Western Conference. Uh-huh. On a team that definitely could make some noise. Mm-hmm. Guard. Uh-huh. Swiper. Yes, sir. De'Aaron Fox. Yes, sir. He's just coming off, of, I believe, like a 37-point performance against the Magic. Had a half-court game winner He's from the logo. He's currently averaging 26.3 points per game. What? 
My goodness, this guy is 12th right now in leading the league in scoring. He's also given you about six rebounds, four and a half assists. What? And he's shooting the main thing. De'Aaron Fox is shooting 55% from the field. He's shooting 37% from three, which is better than the likes right. of Trey Young. Oh my, can you say the field goal one more time? 55% from the field. Huh? That is better than Stephen Curry, huh? Donovan Mitchell, oh my God. Kevin Durant. Oh my goodness. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh my God. Luka Doncic. Oh my God. He is out of the people in the top 15. He is shooting the best field goal percentage. I'm speechless. The De'Aaron Fox is showing why he, the potential that he had in that year that they went to the bubble. I believe he averaged like 26 points per game, 25. Mm -hmm. And last season was a disappointment. But he has elevated himself back into that status, and I think he is going to be someone that can be a first-time all. Absolutely. I do think that he came in the season with a chip on his shoulder after yeah. antics, and his own his own fan base criticized him, and they, they want to choose Tyrese over De'Aaron Fox for the, for the team. Yeah, I think there was just a lot of stuff involved with that Sacramento team. I think that is one of them. He did have um, a little bit of controversy surrounding him with the whole crypto incident mm -hmm. that he had. So I think there was just a lot of stuff uh, around his name that he wanted to clear up just on the court just the only way you can fix it is playing and proving you know your your worth and he is definitely doing that so i would agree yeah he definitely did have a chip on his shoulder and he's hey he's eating that chip right now because he's going crazy oh he's going crazy right now sacramento kings are a fun team to watch and speaking of fixing things trades fix things sometimes for nba mm. and uh, we're gonna welcome bleach report back into hoop central right now welcome bleach report Woo! You guys know that Nikim, our history with Bleacher Report Nikim is a love-hate, more-so-hate relationship. Actually, it's more so me because Malik always, we, if you're new to the podcast, <laughs> we have these segments where Malik brings up a Bleacher Report article and I don't know anything about it. This yep. is me blind reacting. Blind and react. more times out of 10, probably like nine times out of 10, I am in disbelief. I am banging my head against the wall and I want to go drink a nice warm glass of Clorox. Wow. <laughs> Which I don't advise anyone to do. Please, this is we're not advocating for that. It's a, it's a metaphor. I'm sorry. <laughs> Please don't get at me. Anyways, but yeah, so we're gonna go see how this works out right now. Absolutely, this is like a half blind reaction for me too because I only um viewed the first uh the, the first two trades. Okay. And it looks like as each as there's top there's five of them and each trade gradually gets more controversial. Okay. So I noticed that. So this is called Fresh Trade Ideas Spinning Off Latest News and Rumors. So this is trades based off what's going on in the league at the moment in present time. So this is by Greg Greg Swartz. Shout, shout, shout out his... Shout out Greg. Shout, shout out Greg on uh, Twitter right there, Greg Swartz. Sorry in advance if I end up flaming you, but... Yep, yep. And you know you know who the picture is? Kevin Durant's on the cover. The, so I don't even know what's going to go on. I haven't seen what's going to go on. <laughs> okay, the wow. But we're going to start with the first trade right here. Trade number one. It's a little, you know what? This this one's not too bad. This one's not too bad. This one's a safe trade. Okay. So this one says, Knicks dump Evan Fournier. So the recent news is Evan Fournier has been moved to the bench. Tom Thibodeau decided to start Quentin Grimes over Evan Fournier. We don't know how long that's going to last. Mm -hmm. but this results in the scenario. So... New York Knicks are going to receive Will Barton from the Washington Wizards. Whoa. And Washington Wizards receive Evan Fournier and a first-round pick. Actually, that is not bad. That's not like a like a game-changing move. But and it's lottery protected, the first-round pick, by the way. Yeah, I can, I can see that happening. I don't think that's anything crazy. It's not like a, whoa, the East is now insane. Now. <laughs> the, the Knicks are going to run the East. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's, a, it's like a nice little piece move. I, I would like Barton there, but I also... 
would like if they just get rid of Fournier and like a salary dump and let Cam Reddish get those minutes and then let the young guys flourish a little bit. Yeah. You don't really need Will Barton. You got Cam and Grimes that are fighting for minutes. It's more leverage towards New York Knicks for sure too. Would help bolster their bench. Watch the others are getting a interesting contracts a bit iffy at the moment. But if you could afford it and you get a first get, round pick out of it, I guess. First round pick out hurt. of it, they know what you can make a sacrifice and Will Barton they have that log jam with uh uh, Danny Abdia, Will Barton, and Rui Hachimura, so that will that will, that will alleviate some uh, some logjam and some minutes for Hachimura to mm-hmm. start flourishing again. Absolutely. So trade number two, this one's a really interesting one. I I viewed this one too. Struggling Warriors trade for Miles Turner. Golden State Warriors receive Miles Turner. A 2023 first round pick while you're protecting. Whoa, they get a pick out of this too? Via the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is Cleveland so Cavaliers who are they pick. even giving up? Indiana Pacers receive James Wiseman. And wait for this one. Just wait for this one. Jonathan Kaminga. Nah, that is <laughs> I know. I already know. We what did. the hell? What? <laughs> Kaminga's going. I don't agree with that. Okay, I. Miles Turner is a phenomenal player and he's still young. That's tough. Right? He's still young. But, but, you're giving up Jonathan Kaminga. And James Wiseman. And ja- I know James Wiseman hasn't been the best. No. But he's so young and his potential is out of this world. You can't just give him up like that. You know, obviously, if it was just Wiseman and maybe uh, someone other than Kaminga, I would have been like, okay. Like, I could see it. You know, you're trying to keep that. You know, you still got a young guy who could come. Uh, you know, contribute right now in Miles Turner, but I think the Warriors would be stupid to get rid of Kaminga right now. I think he's your future for that that wing. Absolutely, I think he dropped like eighteen. Yeah, and he could definitely do when, more. When they were all out, when when they were all resting, the, the yeah starters. Yeah, he didn't. He's a guy who can definitely average like twenty. I think if yeah. he was in the situation, I think if he was like in a, yeah. on a team like Detroit. I think he'd be a guy who would average like 18, 18. 19 points a game because Facts. with the opportunity. And he's saying that right right now their their streak of unsuccess in the NBA is uh, it's going to be long term. It's he too thinks, early for that, up. man. Let Absolutely. them play like a month or two and then we'll get into that. Yeah, basically the saying Warriors are going to Warriors are going to lose their patience and bring in Turner as a huge upgrade over I Wiseman. Yes, but the bench is going to struggle a little bit. Then they have been struggling already. And you, and you need Kaminga to be that vocal point off the bench alongside Jordan Poole. So you, you need that. Yeah. I, I disagree as well. Yeah, they're already looking. Their depth hasn't has been a bit questionable with some of the people who left. And now you're getting rid of that. I no. don't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So right now we're one for two. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen this one yet. So trade number three. All right. This is a blind reaction for both of us now. Orlando Magic buy low on Ben Simmons. Whoa. Orlando, Whoa. Mag- Orlando Magic received Ben Simmons straight up. I think even like Isaac, I bet, bro. Uh, nope. And Brooklyn, and Brooklyn Nets receive Bamba, Terrence Ross, and Gary Harris. Yo, you know what? That's that's a three for one. I really like that trade. That that's a that's a nice bench for the Brooklyn Nets right there. To be honest, okay, okay, I see the mindset of this trade because I bet they're banking on the fact of how good Bull Bull has been. That he will take that starter minutes, kind of from Claxton, from no, oh from, no, oh, 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 oh from Mo Bamba, from Mo Bamba, oh yeah, yeah, because Mo Bamba oh, is a oh, part oh, of this Orlando. trade, right? And you still have Wendell Carter. So yeah. now you have you have Wendell Carter in that, and maybe possibly when Jonathan Isaac comes back into the mix, now there's a spot open for him because you have a logjam at that front court, right? There's, there's gonna be nobody. Bamba's what are you averaging? 
13, 14 minutes right now. And people were surprised that they even brought back Bamba. I, people thought it was a guarantee that he would have been gone in free gone. agency. Gone. So you get rid of Bamba. You get rid of Gary Harris, who I was surprised that they extended again. And Terrence Ross, who was rumored to, you know, go away too, right? The ship out. And now if you're looking at it from Brooklyn, you're getting a much needed depth. It's a trade that's not bad, though. I will give them that. Bad. It's not bad. It's just that from the Nets side of it, I really, really like it. Crazy how the fall of grace from Ben Simmons has equaled him to be potentially traded for Bomba, Ross, and Harris, and that's considered a good trade. Yeah, true. You know, but, clearly Ben Simmons has been a source of yeah frustration for the organization. But Brooklyn, that's what's for going the, on right now. the Magic. It's a it's a whatever. It's a eh, but. I would say decent, decent. I wouldn't say it's a bad trade. Yeah, it's, it's close to, I guess, a win-win in a way because you're clearing up a lot of salary. Yeah. And you can sign for agents in the future as Orlando Magic Manager. And Ben Simmons is definitely a hit-or-miss player. So you would have to see what's going on and see where his mindset's at and going to a, going from coming from a contending team all the way to a rebuilding team starting yeah. from scratch. So this one's a crazy one. They're, oh, they get crazy. Oh, my goodness. Ready? Okay. Kyrie Irving ends... Ends in Brooklyn. Wow. Utah Jazz shed salary. Shed salary. Are you, ready, are you ready for this one? Oh no 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 no! Wait 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 wait! I, you already know who the, you already know who's gonna be a trade because he he's, he's getting paid the most out of Utah. Yeah, you said shed salary and. Are you ready for this one? Brooklyn Nets receive Mike Conley Jr. and Kelly Olynyk. Utah Jazz for Kyrie. Kyrie and De'Ron Sharp. All right, listen here, <laughs> listen here, folks. Listen here, folks. Listen here first. Listen here, folks. <laughs> The salaries, the, the salaries match. You know what? The salaries match. You know what? I'm gonna stand up right now. The salaries match. I'm literally standing up. I'm grabbing the mic. Now can see me. <laughs> I understand that Kyrie is a controversial player to have on his team. Oh, he's averaging thirty. <laughs> All right, that's wow. even more. Oh, okay, I understand that Kyrie is not in the best spotlight right now. You know, he's currently suspended. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of baggage that comes with Kyrie. I understand that, right? But to sit here and write and say that you think it's a good trade for Kyrie Irving to be traded for Mike Conley <laughs> and Kelly Olynyk? I'm going to tell you what this guy says after you're done. He's averaging 30 points, bro. 30 points Kyrie Irving, Irving is averaging. When he's on the court, he is a top 10 player in the NBA. He is a top 5 skilled player. When you have him and Durant on the court at the same time, you have a chance to win regardless. If I'm the Jazz and I'm getting Kyrie Irving, I'm now a contender. That ruins my whole entire timeline. Yeah. Why would I even make that trade? That, that completely... Anyways, you know what? <laughs> exactly. I'm You're gonna, right. I'm, I'm going to go sit down. I'm going to sit down. Okay, wait, let, let me tell you what this guy says. So basically, he's saying they're going to buy low in this trade because there's not going to be a lot of takers for Kyrie. So he's basically saying this is the best trade scenario you're going to get because no one's going to want him. No one's going to want to have that baggage that comes with having or acquiring Kyrie Irving. They're saying that Jazz should absolutely want Irving, not just because his play on the court. Um, he was, They would simply hold on to him as a p potential trade chip. And after they get Kyrie, Utah would trade him again. My you know, getting gosh. anything of value for Kyrie Irving at this point is a win for the Nets. Anything and they pick up two. <laughs> and they pick up Conley is value? And, 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 what, 30 million a year? And they pick up two quality caliber players in the deal.
<laughs> Yo, if I, I bet. I, oh, Malik. Malik, <laughs> I bet if they did that trade and Kevin Durant gets that notification and sees that, he is out of there. It's a rebuild. Oh, Joe Sy? What's his name? Sean Marks? Sean Marks in them? That's it. My gosh. Do, do, you, want, do you want to stay on the Brooklyn Nets? You got another one. Another <laughs> Bro, if this one's a Durant, I swear, man. Okay, okay, this one's a crazy. This this one's the craziest one. Okay, maybe in a good way. By the way, Portland Trail Blazers go all in for KD. <laughs> Are you ready? Okay. Portland Trail Blazers receive Kevin Durant and Seth Curry. Here's what Portland's giving away. Are you ready? Anthony Simons. Whoa. Jeremy Grant. Josh Hart. Wow. 2025. 2027. 2029. 2028 first round picks. <laughs> 2027? Oh my god. 2028 and 2029 second round picks. So three players, three starting players, and six picks. Three first round picks, three second round picks. That's the deal. I'm assuming this trade only happens if the Nets are all in on rebuilding, right? And if they are. This is an amazing haul, I think, wow. for Durant. You're getting Anthony Simons, who I'm very high on. He's extremely young and can put that ball in the basket. Jeremy Grant has played great this year, and we've seen what he can do when he is the primary option with the Pistons. Josh Hart is a great role. Oh, I would love to have Josh Hart on any, any team that I'm on. Any team. All, all three of those players are amazing. Great, great player. Great starting And if you're players. getting that haul of first round and picks. And, three, three, and three. And you're probably going to get some pick swaps in there too if you're being, there, if you're thinking about it. Uh, th there's your future. Exactly. Then also, you'd probably trade Kyrie Irving along with that, so you'd get even more of a haul. But if I'm the Portland Trailblazers, I'm basically getting rid of all my depth. Now, Malik, I'm going to ask this question for you. Yeah. You got Dame Lillard and KD. That is... Wow, that is one duo. That is one duo. But who is your starting point guard now? Well, I guess your starting shooting guard now. Seth Curry? Seth. And then you have a power forward. Nasir Little. And then Nurkic? Nurkic. And your bench is... Shin Sharp off the bench. Justice Winslow? Yeah. And um, Trenton Watford. That team. There's is your not, issue. That team is not good enough. There's your issue. You you will get Durant, but Durant is what 36 years old. 30, well, not 36, like 34, 35. There, there's your issue. He's getting into the backstage of his prime. He's still an amazing player. Okay, oh, paying the thirds on that team too. Yeah, when he comes back from when he comes back for injury, uh, I. Ah, no, nah, I don't like that. I think I, like I think I think as a Portland Trailblazers manager, I would play it safe and decline. I decline to. I would play it safe. All three of those players are playing way too nice at the moment. I would do it if maybe we give up Winslow instead of Josh Hart. Yeah. Like, I got to keep at least one of those guys. But I know Brooklyn Brooklyn want Anthony Simons at the center of that trade. Like, yeah, Simon, I think, they're like, Simon, 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 we're going to move on. Yeah, I think if you're doing a trade with Portland, if you're the Brooklyn Nets, I think Simons is the centerpiece. And I think that there's, there's no hiding that fact. I personally, we can get into this. Uh, I think we'll get into this. This is going to be a sneak peek for the next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the best place where each team wins in terms of a, a trade where Durant would go would be the Toronto Raptors. And yeah, I'm Toronto not Raptors. and I'm not saying that because of bias. I know people are going to think that. We mention them a lot. But with the trade that they would give up would be OG Ananobi and Gary Trent. And 
they would go to uh, Brooklyn. That's great young, great young assets plus other players, of course. But now Durant's still in a situation where he can win. Like they're still good enough to win. They're even better now to win with Pascal and Fred and Pascal, Scotty. We, we never really had a big three like that before. Exactly. We would officially become a big three team alongside with the supporting cast. So I think that would personally be the best uh, place where both teams would win. But we can dive more deeper into that in the next episode. I know we're I, getting to the... Oh, no, absolutely. Well, that was the last trade. And basically he's saying that um, although Portland... He said at the end that you could even go the lines of instead putting Nurkic in there. What? Instead of instead of uh, Josh Hart. No, that is... Then you have no center depth. Then you have no center depth. Who would be your center? Hey, Greg. Greg, I love you, Greg. You you made one big boo-boo today. You heard me. If he finds this somehow... The Kyrie one. It's he's going to hear how livid I got on that, but... <laughs> the Kyrie. My the Kyrie goodness. One. Well, you know... we. We, we thank Greg Schwartz. Yeah, Greg Schwartz. <laughs> hey, you know what? You, 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 you're great, Greg. Just sometimes we make mistakes, <laughs> right? And maybe some people aren't there to help us realize that. But hey, that is exactly what me and Malik are here to do, you know? Yeah. So next time, just don't make those mistakes and you won't get that type of reaction. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Malik, it was great talking hoops again. Yes, sir. Great time, Hoops. I hope you, everyone listening to this episode of the Hoop Central podcast, was able to enjoy it. And be sure to make your schedule available, whatever it needs to be done yep. next week Boom. when we drop our sixth episode. Yeah, right here on none other platform than Spirit Live. Yes, sir. So we shall see you guys next week. Malik, word of wisdom before we leave. Never give up. Always seek opportunities. It's there in the limelight. Maybe it's there. You don't see it, but it's there. Be yourself. That's it. Man, I'm, oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to go start up a business. I feel... I feel you know what, guys? Hakeem's already an entrepreneur. I got to... I got to... I feel my my, my, my calling. I, <laughs> I Sorry, I got to end this. End this. Oh, sorry. Malik, Malik, just sign out for me. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm sorry. Point Live and Spirit Live. TMU and Hakeem and I are out. Peace. You are watching the Hoop Central podcast right here on Spirit Live.